This is the Bittersweet and Twisted Records podcast with Vince and Bobby. I'm Vince. I'm Bobby. And this is episode two. So if you listen to the first episode and you decide to come back, thank you. Thank you. If you're a newbie, well, thank you too. But and not welcome. As, but not as much. Not as much. <laughs> you get a little less thank you. Um, so this episode, I mean, all episodes are going to be music-based, but... um. Unlike last episode where we did Treasures in the Bargain Bin Records, this is a little different because we did something different. We did something different. We went on a two-day record road trip. Woohoo! Because we knew we wanted to go down to some shops in Richmond, Virginia. Yes. So we planned um, some stops along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I don't want to get political, so don't take it that way, but we were vaccinated, masked, and socially distanced. We did. It's you know not a big political thing. So if if whatever where we we list this or post this um, podcast, if there's ability to comments, don't put any stupid shit like that in there. Thank you. So <laughs> I just want to get that out of the way because in case anyone said you guys are out, there's a pandemic and you're looking for records. Well, yeah, but you we know are. we're we're doing our part. I mean. We're not in lockdown anymore. I think we were doing our part way more than I have to say a lot more. We're out in the world. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is true. But let's move on from that because, like yes. I said, I don't want certain people who are like, oh, but so we're here to talk music. Music, music, music. Um, I know what I wish we could, we had the rights to use. That's mm-hmm. that clip in the uh, movie Bar Bar, that Pam Anderson movie. I can't say I've well, seen that one. Udo Kier is in one part, and she has a club, and he works. I guess he's like her right hand man or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's one part he's like music, oh. and they play music, but I can't do a Udo Kier voice because I'm not a gay German dude. That is true. But I did meet him, and he was super awesome. He's everything you want Udo Kier to be. Anyway, okay, back to the record road trip. So we left on Friday, and we went down to Frederick, Maryland, and we started off our day with breakfast. Yes. It's not records, but it was breakfast, so it was really good, so that's why I want to give Glory Donuts in Frederick, Maryland, Frederick, Maryland a mention, because yes. they are really good. So good. Uh, we had the breakfast sandwiches, the, uh, what, are they, what are they called, Just Egg or Just Egg breakfast sandwiches? Just Egg and Sausage. Yeah, it was vegan sausage, vegan, it's a vegan, it, you know, it's vegan. Um, and, and they were on pancakes. It was vegan sausage, egg and cheese on pancakes. Pancakes. You, or you could choose the waffles. Or the waffle. As the, yeah, but it was pancakes. We did. And oh my gosh, so good. It was so good. We had it over a year ago and we've been talking about it. Ever since. Ever since. So we had to go back and get so, it and we did. So it's not paid promotion. No. But if Glory Donuts hear this yes. and you want to hook us up again. Please. We'll say yes. We'll, we'll eat whatever we need to. Yeah. And the donuts are good, too. Yes, the donuts are great. Of course, that's what my daughters texted me and said, did you get us donuts? That's all they cared about the whole time I was gone, really. Which, of course, I did. Yeah. So after we had breakfast, mm-hmm. we went over to Wonder Books and Video. Yes. We were there last year, and they had a sidewalk stand. We didn't even make it inside because I found so, so much, much stuff, stuff outside. Yes. This year... Not so much outside. Not so much outside. So we did venture indoors. Indoors, and we found a found a few things. I don't want to. I don't want to talk shit. Yeah. But we weren't really impressed with the selection, 
or the price is. But we did find some stuff. We're not, we did find. We did. I, find I take it back. I did find stuff outside. I'm looking at the stack of CDs right here. I'm oh, a complete yeah. liar. I forgot about the CDs. I was looking at the record that you bought. Oh yeah, and I did buy a so, Nightmare Before Christmas VHS oh, tape yeah. for fifty cents. So yeah, I was you, really excited about that. So, and then you got found this record. Uh, I found a really cool um, rockabilly album called Crazy Cavan and the Rhythm Rockers. They are a rockabilly band from England. And that was on Charlie Records? Yeah, uh, Charlie Records. It came out... This, oh, gosh, what year was this? I don't even know if it says it. I, don't, I didn't see it on the back. Is it on the label? I don't know, but I feel like it's like but at they, least early 80s. But they've got the craziest mutton chops. Yeah. Only British guys can grow for some reason. Um, you, if you were to look at the album cover, you would assume that they were actual southern rockers because the one actually has the southern. One's got the, the Confederate, Confederate flag, flag patch on his jeans. The other guy's wearing buckskins. Oh, this is nineteen seventy nine. Okay, yeah, we'll try to remember to post a picture of this on Instagram. I mean, we've never heard, at least I've never heard of them. No, I haven't, but I have a thing about I love rockabilly. Yeah. And um, so whenever I find like a really cool, interesting rockabilly album, I kind of try to grab it. Yeah, especially of something she's never heard of. Yeah. But the first song is called Rockabilly Rules, okay? <laughs> so. Yeah, so that was a pretty cool find. I can't wait to hear this. And. Oh, usually when we do our podcast, we put a corresponding Spotify playlist. Yes. I don't think these guys are going to be on Spotify. I, I'm really thinking they're not going to be. I have a feeling a lot of the stuff we bought on this road trip is not going to be on Spotify. Yeah, you're probably correct on that. So, I mean, you might just have to take it upon yourself to look them up. Um, probably on YouTube. Yeah, probably on YouTube, definitely. But um, it, I'm excited for it. And it's in perfect, perfect Yeah, it's condition. amazing shape. Considering it's like a 42-year-old record. Yeah, it's an amazing shape. Still has the um, label on the back from the distribution center in yeah, I didn't even Los know, Angeles. Yeah, I didn't know Charlie Records even had U.S. distribution. It, well, I guess they did at one point. Yeah, and it even has the um, inner the original, sleeve, the yeah. original inner sleeve, which is in... Now, now you got to look up all those albums. Yeah. Because it just has all these other albums that Charlie released. Is that a Rick Nelson album? Ricky Nelson? Um, no, that's oh, looks, Warren Smith. Oh, he looks like Ricky Nelson. Yeah, Warren Smith. But, um, yeah, so it has the original inner sleeve. It's just a, maybe a little slight discoloration on the white, but other than that, it's a great shape. Great so, shape. that was a really cool find. Oh, and you also got that, um, um, CD, did you get the CD single, Jane's Addiction? I did. Yeah, it was, yes. um, Been Caught Stealing. Yes. I think it was either a UK or German one. I think it was the UK. And it had five tracks on it because the US CD single only had three. Right. So I think it had additional, I think it had more, li I think the one you got had more live tracks on it, I think. Yeah, I think so. And then you got the In Excess. Yes. And it, was it Bitter Tears? It was Bitter Tears, the single. Yeah, the CD single because it, mm -hmm. it had like five or six tracks on it, a bunch of remixes and some non-album stuff. Yeah. Uh, I do love me some In Excess. I watched that documentary oh, the know, Michael Hutchins documentary, Michael Hutchins was really documentary good. on Netflix and that now has set me on a 
um, shopping spree anytime I find yeah. any NXS material that I do not have. Yeah. So I have quite a collection now. Yeah, now we're starting to forget what you yeah, have and yeah. buy it. Uh, yeah, it is. Pretty... I would love to find the Max-Q vinyl. Yeah. And it's like a 30 buck, $30 yeah. record now. It would be a good find, though. Yeah, especially if I have like five bucks. Yeah. So that was that was your finds. Mm -hmm. Not as much as yours. What do you have? Mm, yeah, I only got five CDs. So yeah, so and they were fifty cents a piece. Fi uh, no, these were uh, these were ninety cents each. Oh, oh, well, ninety cents. Okay, that's kind of. So I got Bang Tango Midnight Struck. It's a um, one track promotional CD single. Features the radio edit. Um, I really like the early Bang Tango stuff. They were like hard rock, but they had a little bit of um, funk bass to them and the second album with this singles from they started bringing a little more goth into it so they were a really really interesting band and then they kind of broke up after three albums and they reformed the singer and the bass player and then just the singer and then a couple years ago the original lineup reformed and then COVID hit after they did one show did they change their name at all was it always Bang Tango they were Bang Tango yeah. was it I mean okay. the singer had a, oh no originally when they first reformed, they did shows as Bang Tango. It was um, the singer Joe Leste and the bassist Kyle Kyle. Mm -hmm. They had, well, Kyle Kyle had already, after Bang Tango broken up, had played in The Newly Dads with Tammy Down from Faster, Faster Pussycat. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole other rant. Okay. So I'll stick at the Bang Tango. But those, Kyle and Joe had a band called Eating Crow. And they had a song in the soundtrack to the movie Wishmaster. Is that a horror movie? Yeah. Okay, I remember that and, one. They made like four of them. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I don't particularly those. like it, any yeah. of them. But, and then they were calling themselves Eating Crow, and then they decided, well, just call it Bang Tango, because no one gives a shit about Eating Crow. I can never keep, so you know all the bands like in the 80s, they had, you know, Bang Tango, Chumbawamba, and all these things like that. I always get them all confused. <laughs> <laughs> and start like just assuming they're all one band, but I know that's completely different. Yeah, they're yeah, Chumbawamba and yeah. Bangtango were yeah, completely, completely different. different. <laughs> but it's just I guess because they're just these weird names. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be on um, Spotify. So I'll put that one on there. Then I got um, the soundtrack to the documentary Space Age by Jay Chataway. Now Jay Chataway did a whole bunch of really good film scores. In the early 80s for movies like Maniac and Vigilante. And I, I would love for Vigilante to get a release, but I think the master tapes are lost. That's why it's never come out. Who's on this? Um, is there any other notable? No. Is it just all like instrumental? Yeah. Okay. And apparently it was a documentary from a um, TV series that aired on WQED in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, I've never heard any of the music from this one. But going from his track record, I think he's just amazing and really mm -hmm. underrated. It looks like it's in great shape. Yeah, it's from 92. So I, I can't imagine his music went downhill in the 10 years since you know Vigilante and Maniac. So hopefully that's a good one. Mm -hmm. And then I got the first She Wants Revenge CD. And this one, I mean, it's not in the greatest shape, but for the price... And this is the one that has um, Tear You Apart and These Things, which were the singles from this. And, you know, they did a few more albums, and they broke up finally last year. And Justin Warfield was out doing solo shows of his new band, Warfield, and he's doing She Wants Revenge stuff. Okay. And he's going to be in Philly in October for Dracula's Ball. 
with um, crystal method. Wow. And it sounds really interesting, but I would probably rather shoot my head, shoot myself in the head, than go to Dracula's ball. Well, that was a little much. <laughs> I have always thought one day I would get there, but oh, I guess well, I guess I, I guess I'll have to go as a zombie then. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're getting to that point. Like, is it okay to go to those kind of things? At well, our age? I, yeah. At our, at our age? Yes, at well, our I was, age. I think I say because of COVID. Well, I mean, that too. Well, because they're having, the venue they're having at is a really, it's a small venue. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I want to be crammed in there yeah, with a bunch of people in Philly. But that was that one. And the next one I got was a promotional copy of Aztec's Cameras. What year was this? 1995 album, Frestonia. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Um, I'm not a, a Aztec camera fan at all, but it is in pretty good shape, and I'll just put this in our store at www.bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com so you can buy <laughs> nice it. Plug. So you can buy it. I mean, if you like them, that's cool. It's not mine. I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to shit talk something just because I don't like it. Because right, everyone's fun is different. Exactly. So I got that just for the store. And then finally... I got this one for both of us. Yes. Dwight Yoakam's This Time. Mm-hmm. Now, coming from me, you wouldn't expect me to like Dwight Yoakam. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bobby likes Rockabilly, so it's not that far of a stretch True. to go to Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. But for me, it's you're like, what the? What? But he's, he's so good. Yeah. And this but, one's got A Thousand Miles From Nowhere on it, which oh, is such a good song. Good song. I just really like any of the um, those that Bakersfield sound. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, he's so good. And we were when we were driving um, down to Richmond, we listened. To, we did listen to a bunch of Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, he's so good. He's yeah. he, he's a really underrated guy. I mean, Absolutely, he's had I agree. such a long career, and he's such a great actor too. You're right, and an act, yeah, he's an amazing actor too. He was so good in Sling Blade. I remember when that came out, and he didn't have his hat on. And he was bald, yeah. and everyone was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and you're like, no, that's why he keeps that hat on yeah. all the time. But he's, a, he's just a really good really artist good all, all the way around. Great artist. And I remember somebody telling me when I was younger that, and I don't remember if this is true or not, but that he started off skateboarding. Really? Do you remember hearing anything about that? No, I can't see him yeah, as a skateboarder. I don't, I don't know, but I heard, uh, I, I remember somebody telling me that when I was younger, and that always kind of stuck with me, because I thought, well, that's really badass. He, like, started off skateboarding. That's weird. And then ended up as this really, this genuine Bakersfield country singer, so it's kind of... That's... I don't know, I'll have to Google that, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, that was um our Stop at Wonder Books. Mm-hmm. So check it out. They have, um, I guess, a couple different locations. I, well, there's two in Frederick, but do you, I don't know if there's any um, in any other states. But um, there's two definitely in, in the town of Frederick. The one we went to specifically was Wonder Books and Video. Yeah. Yeah, they have. I think they have two locations. Yes. And the other one, I think, is just Books. Oh, I had to get up and walk away because I forgot mm-hmm. one of our records we're going to talk about. I left it on the other side of the room. So, we had our day pretty planned. We did. We, we did well. a good job. Yeah, because um, we got our breakfast at 10, and then Wonder Books opened at 10. Yeah. So we had the time then. Then 11 o'clock. The, is when we went over to Rock and Roll Graveyard. Yeah, because they opened at 11. And we went through there and found a few. I mean, there was a lot of stuff there we wanted. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, he had a bootleg vinyl pressing of um, Black Sabbath's Tear. Yeah. 
which I think was 90, 90 or 91. Uh-huh. Like, I, like, I love Tony Martin fronted Black Sabbath, and I like that album, but I just didn't want to pay $25 for a bootleg. Yeah. Because the, and here's what put me off on it. The printing was a little fuzzy on the cover. Oh, okay. If it had been sharper. Yeah. That would have got you. It would have got me. But I just, you know, if you want me to buy a bootleg, yeah. make me believe it's not a bootleg. Yeah. Like that, yeah. like when we were at the um, vintage vinyl closing sound, I got that Scorpions Humanity yeah. bootleg because it looked like a legit it one. It did, but it was bootleg. And yeah. then, yeah, it looked great on the outside. And then when I opened, I put, it was on red vinyl. So I pulled out the sale through the sleeve. The sleeve is what gave it away. Had no production or writing credits. Yeah. And I was like, Yep. And it's a. And if anyone's if anyone's out there, you see online the Scorpions Humanity Hour One Red Vinyl. Don't buy it. It's there's so much surface noise on side two. It's yeah, unbelievable. That's a it's bummer. a it's a horrible release. And I'm so mad. I waste some money on that because I could have bought like a couple enough enough CDs or Warrior Soul CDs instead. Yes, but I do have to say with Rock and Roll Graveyard, which is really cool. I we really like the store yeah. um he has since moved from just the basement which is where he's been for 18 years i, mean, I believe it was a long time that. yeah and now they acquired the upstairs portion of and so they have the upstairs is yeah. mostly their punk and metal, metal. it's mostly newer, newer mo- but there is some used stuff upstairs used, mostly, mostly new. new and then their downstairs is where they have a the lot CD, of their cds cassettes cassettes um used, more classic rock yeah, yeah more classic rock and used um vinyls yeah. and things like that so it, it's kind of cool that it's laid out that way because it, it's definitely spread out yeah, more it's more of a um, when place. we were there last year i found some zodiac mind warp singles there yes and some sealed billy squire yeah. So so we went in there t- yesterday. Um, Friday. Uh, Friday. <laughs> all the days run together. So that was our second record store of the day. Yes. And we, it, you know, so much stuff we wanted. So, gosh, so, much, so much great, stuff. so much great punk and metal in there. But yeah. we settled. We each bought one record. We did. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, for myself, he had you know three Necromantics albums. Yeah. Um. And I, I kept telling myself, I have the CDs, I don't need the albums, but I really wanted them. But I found, I was trying to think, okay, let's try to find something that you won't see. Not that, that... Now, that was another thing that we were thinking about on this road trip. Yeah. We are trying to find things that we don't find anywhere else. Anywhere or, else. Or, or, or stuff we've never seen or rarely seen. Yeah, just because, you know, especially if we're going to keep them as, um, it would be nice to have them in our collection. So I found... Um, a record called the electric chairs or it's the band called the electric chairs mm-hmm. um this was what year was that 78 i think 78 i believe um um produced in canada um, yeah nice canadian pressing yes nice canadian pressing and the what got me about this because i've never really I haven't heard them but when i saw who the vocalist was which was wayne mm-hmm. county previously known as I mean, oh, future known Futurely. No, futurely. Futurely. It was Wayne County became Jane County. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was so, not the other way. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah. So, anyway. So, that got me. And so, I was like, oh, I have to have this album. This is really interesting. I've never seen this before. So, I grabbed it. So, I'm really happy with that and, fine. And it was only $10. Yeah. And what's so. interesting to me about that is that it was produced by Martin Birch. Yeah. Who went on to produce Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden? Yeah. So, quite a, 
quite a change for that producer, and I can't wait to put that one on too. Yeah, so that hopefully I don't know if this one would be on Spotify, so you might have to YouTube yeah, this. Well, one, we know but... there'll be at least there'll be some Jane County on there. Right, and I, you know, I do believe that there is some Wayne County on there. I believe so. I, believe... I, I would imagine there. I would. I believe there. like when I on one of my mixes, my rockabilly mixes, I believe it comes up. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised on Spotify, the amount of old punk is on there. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you haven't checked out, go if you go to. Um, bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com we have a link to our Spotify playlist on there and we do want, we're going to start doing them they're not just tied to each episode of the podcast we're just going to do various themed ones yes. so we have a punk one up right now it's oh it's colored vinyl <laughs> side note it is color vinyl I it's didn't red. know that neither did I Trans- I was so excited to find it I didn't oh it's that. translucent red oh it's on okay we know it's Canadian oh it's on Attic Records so it's translu- translucent red oh that is in it's got a few surface marks, but otherwise... Otherwise. Eh, you do have that one mark on side one. Oof. But still. But still, it is beautiful. Come on, the first song... Uh, is it really called what I think it is? Let me see the back cover. Yeah, the first yep, song. Yeah, the first song is yeah. called Fuck Off, so... Yes. Mm-hmm. This should be good. Yes. I really... Well, the first song on side two is also called Toilet Love. Well, there so you go. That's oh, and then funny. the song after that is Mean Motherfucking Man. Yep. All right. So I'm really excited. I have dropped a number of F-bombs in this episode already. You have. But, so, <laughs> so, so this is a very cool, very cool album. Very, a very cool. cool find that I, I, I left with. And you yeah. came out of there with. I came out of the dollar bin. Uh-huh. Which is where I usually end up. Yeah. I got the um, UK 12-inch of Dead or Alive's In Too Deep. Which has, let's see, the... Off Your Mong mix of In Too Deep, the 12-inch version of I'd Do Anything, and a non-album track called You Make Me Wanna. You Make Me Wanna. You Make Me Wanna. This is from 1985, Mm -hmm. and I usually have a weakness for buying Dead or Alive 12-inch singles when we find them. You do. You do. Which is good. I, I... He's just so pretty on the covers of a lot of them. I hate to leave them. <laughs> but you know, yeah, good thing it was you know 1985, him on the front, and not him before he died. That's true. Because that's what he did to himself. He just went overboard with all the plastic surgery. Oh, it was a shame. He was just a beautiful man back in the day. Now it, there's a really funny story about him in the Boy George's first book. Yeah. Where um, he, Pete Burns had accused Boy George of stealing his look. Yeah. And chased him down the street, threatened to beat the shit out of him. Oh, funny. So, that yeah, the first Boy George book is great. And it was um, Take It Like a Man. This is his first one. That's funny. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, so, you know, we went to Rock and Roll Graveyard. Yeah, and then after that... We walked... Well, we didn't walk no, up. We, that was it, a complete was so walk. it was so hot. It was so hot. We did already at like 11.30 or noon. Yeah. It was about noon by then. It was. It was so hot. That we um, drove up to Record Exchange. Yes, Record Exchange. Which is just a great shop. Great Great shop. Another great shop. Great prices. If you're near Frederick, go to Record Exchange. The owner, Sam. Yes. He's great. He's great. And um, on some days, they have a dog there. Yes, they do. So, and it's a big Great Dane, and he's just awesome. So that, whenever the, a store has an animal, that gives yeah. them extra points. So, yeah. He, yeah. so when he's there, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, great great shop. If you're in the area, yeah. um, um, he's a really, Sam's a really cool he's, guy. He's British. 
Yep, to talk so to. So he's got lots of great stories lots about stories. all the great like British bands in the 80s, about going to see them. And when we were in, he had a Play Dead t-shirt on, so mm-hmm. that was awesome. And only record store I've ever walked into where he knew who um, Zodiac Mind War is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really great. So, and there's a lot of stuff we wanted, a yes. lot. He always has a great selection of everything. 45s, I mean, tapes, CDs. He had some, he had some really good cassettes in this, yeah, week, this he had, time. Yeah, he had some great CDs, too. Yeah. Um, he had the Fields of Nephilim stuff. Yes, 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 yes. But um, a lot of great records. He's um, good used, um, good and good new albums as yeah. well. A lot of t-shirts. Yes, a lot of great t-shirts. He had some really cool shirts. Had a really good Stooges mm-hmm. shirt that I came close to buying. Yeah, and one thing that's really cool about the store is they use the um, mm-hmm. Cramps logo um, uh, of the skeleton with, like, the mohawk. Yeah. Like, it's usually, I think it was on the Cramps, it was yellow. Yeah, it, it was, uh, what was that? Um, I forget. Which oh, one. was it something like something for bad people? Something music for bad people? Oh, <laughs> you're the Cramps fan. You I, I know, this. you think, but yeah, I Yeah, Google that real quick while I talk. So that's always been, that's been the um, Record Exchange logo. And so a lot of people think that he just stole that from the Cramps album cover. Right. But when we were in there, he told us the story of it. And it was great. So the guy, I can't remember his name, the guy who created that image. Yeah. He lives in Frederick, Maryland. Right. And so Sam was playing the Cramps one day and the guy came in. And they started talking. He was like, yeah, I, I made that image. Yeah. And so he did a special version for them. And, you know, and they licensed it from the artist. Yep. And that's how they got it. It was such a cool story. Yes. It's very cool. Um, it was on um, Bad Music for Bad People. Okay. I had most of it. You did. You did. And I usually know that album because it's a great album. It's got the human fly on it. Um, so, yeah. So that's really cool that they have that. So they have that as their store logo. So... Of course, their school school, her their shirts are awesome. Yeah, because they have that logo on it, so yeah. it's really cool. So you know, that was a really cool story. Do you know who see. else has shirts with cool logos on them? Who's that? Bittersweet and Twisted well, Records podcast. Yeah, of course. I wasn't sure where you're going with that, but yes, we do have very cool. Go to bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com <laughs> under our merch, and we can buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Or a hoodie, or a onesie, or onesie, or a tote or, bag, uh, or a sticker, or underwear, or anything. Except the casket. But yeah, so that so that's really that's yeah right. So that's really cool um, that they have that because it, it was always the first time we had gone there we saw that and we we're like hmm. You're like I was like that's a bit dubious. Yeah, so we're always like hmm. Is there any copyright yeah. issues? But then you you go and you hear the story and you're like oh well that's really awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so props to them for being able to actually use that. So what did you narrow your purchases down to? In oh gosh, I wanted a lot. Of well, course. I know first thing you got two Rex Manning Day buttons. I did Rex Manning Day. Um, um, we in my family, I have raised my girls. I say the right way by showing them, of course, all the movies that I grew up with from the eighties and nineties. And Rex Manning is from Empire um, Records. Empire Records, which is a a favorite in our household uh, my girls love it um, and he had Rex Manning Day buttons so of course I bought those for my girls so um, we can celebrate because that's a pretty <laughs> big deal in our house in, in April um, but so I was able to narrow down 
Two things. Um, uh-huh. This really cool Billy Idol German release of um, Vital Idol. Yeah, it's all like yeah, remixes. Yes, but... remixes. It has um, two mixes of, well, part one and part two of White Wedding, Dancing With Myself, The Uptown Mix, Flesh for Fantasy, um, Catch My Fall, Moni Moni, Love Calling, Hot in the City. So all really great songs um, that, you know, if you're a fan of Idol, you yeah, I almost definitely... bought you a copy of that a couple months ago, but it was the U.S. pressing. Oh, really? Yeah, so this is really cool that it's, you know, the German pressing because, you know, it's... It's awesome. It's it was some, like eight bucks. Yeah, it was eight dollars. Um, it has some German writing on it, but yeah, it was really great. So that was one that I came out. And you can't with. go wrong, Billy Idol. No, and he does have a new EP coming out. I mean, yeah, we, you said it was good. The new song, so. I really Butch Walker produced it, which I didn't see coming. But it, the new song, it's a little Butch Walkery, but mm-hmm. you know, it still has enough Billy sneer in it. It's more of a mid-tempo song. It's good, and you should check it out. So Billy Idol, um, Vince knows this, but to our listeners, uh, Billy Idol was my first music crush when I was a young girl I probably a lot of young girls first music crush and so I've had this nostalgic um thing for Billy Idol and I have a lot of his a lot of different singles and records of his but he was such a good looking man when I was younger but the other one that came out with this is a new album but it's the (laughs) the Stiv No Compromise No Regrets Album, which was based on the Stiv Beaters um, documentary, which I have not seen yet, but this is an limited edition red vinyl pressing. Um, the price was the lowest I've seen it, uh, which is not to say that later on in our trip I saw it cheaper. But I feel like if I wouldn't have purchased it at um, Record Exchange at that time, it would not have been out there. So anyway, so I've purchased this. This actually only has two actual. Um, songs that Stiv is on but the rest of them you know it's it's got some great stuff so I'm really excited to actually see this documentary um, so this came out this 2019 so fairly new fairly new but it's great it's got I love really love the the imagery imagery on it from which I do know is because I've heard the story of <coughs> when they were taping this, when Stiv was on top of this old Ford Econoline van looking like he's surfing it. But anyway, so it's I was really excited for this one. So yeah, so that was my, my only two that I purchased. I was trying to be, you know, frugal and and come out of there not spending a buku bucks. You were pretty frugal during this trip. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I tried. You did. You succeeded. I mean, you know, I tried. I mean, I got a lot of stuff, but thankfully I'm really cheap and I'm good at finding bargains, so yeah. I didn't spend too much. I'll, I got a lot of stuff, but didn't spend terribly much. Yeah. Probably spent more at Glory Donuts <laughs> in oh, some of these shops. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So, so my purchases at, excuse me, at um, record exchange. Was I got Zodiac Mind Warping the Love Reactions I Am Rock CD mm-hmm. UK pressing from 2005 and it's the album plus four bonus demo tracks um, Zodiac Mind Warp um, I don't know what to say about him uh, imagine like a more <laughs> rock and roll Rob Zombie yeah yeah um, 
He's his real name's Mark Manning. He started off working like in magazines and doing art direction before coming up to Persona, Zodiac Mind Warp. I mean, it's really. It's, I mean, his stuff's really cool. You know, like I said, if you like Rob Zombie, you'll dig him. And he's mm. not that. He's not as heavy as him. It's it's, it's just as equally tongue in cheek, yeah. but yeah, and vulgar. But and he had a great style too. It's more rock and roll. It's a very similar style actually. Yeah, yeah very well, similar. Well, not anymore. Early on. Early, yeah. Then then he just you know toned it down a lot. But I'd never seen the CD before, so I was super happy to find it for nine bucks. And then yeah. that made you. Just as equally happy when you went to go purchase it, and he was like, "Zodiac Mind Warp." He's, he's like, great. Solomon Tour. Yeah, back in like, the eighties, and like, he's evidently seen every, really cool. He's seen bands. like he's seen like every band we like. Yeah. So and he, you know, in, in the eighties, and so that's really cool. And so I was digging in the bargain bin, and I found what you do, which I do. Usually, I go to the bargain bins. You go to the regular stuff. I do. And we we divide and conquer, and we go in record stores. Um. And there was a lot of stuff in the bargain bin. There was a bunch of then Jericho singles. Mm-hmm. I'm not a terribly big then Jericho fan, so I didn't get them. Yeah. But I did get a um, 12-inch promotional single of Dan Reed Network's Ritual, mm-hmm. which includes the... It's just a one-track single. Same song, both sides. It's the AOR version of the song Ritual. I love Dan Reed Network so much. Um he had the misfortune well the band like their multiracial band from Portland, Oregon started mm-hmm. in the 80s they had the mistake of having long hair so the record label didn't know how to market them okay so they tried to market them to hair metal audiences but they're not they're, they're, they're a funk pop band right so okay so they were they got popular in England toured the Rolling Stones they had mm-hmm. good career over there but not nothing in the US yeah I mean I honestly I don't know who they are so but yeah I and I, my, my friend Kieran and I, about nine years ago, mm-hmm. ten years ago, saw Dan Reed do a solo show in New Holland, PA, mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. It used to be at, the venue used to be in, it was a bar, but it had been an old theater at one point. Oh, it was funny. a Wednesday night. It was raining really hard, and there was like four people there. <laughs> and I said hello to Dan Reed. I wanted to buy merch from him, but uh-huh. I forgot my cash, oh. so I couldn't buy. It. I didn't have any cash yeah. for merch. But he was he could not been a nicer guy. Oh well, that's cool. And he put on a full show that is this, like, oh that's great. five people. He he's such, and I follow him on social. He seems like he's just a really gracious human being. Uh-huh. And, oh, that's really cool. And apparently they have a new Dan Reed Network album finish out late this year, early next year. Okay. I can't wait. I would love to see the full band tour the U.S., oh. but... I'll have to check them out. But they were I never don't... terribly popular here, so the chances of them... Is there anything that's out there that I would even... You'd be like... This mm. was the closest they had... Ritual was the closest they had to a hit, I think. To a hit? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. What was the other song they had? They had a few singles. I like how the... It's very bland, except for it has this really large hype sticker on yeah. It. Oh, it, it. Yeah, that's... I love these 80s um, Polygram Records promos, because they used to have like, these generic white sleeves that says, Polygram Rocks Radio. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they would slap a hype sticker on the front. Yeah, and the hype sticker is, you know, I've got red, a def- white, and blue. I've got a Def Leppard one of these for Rocket, mm-hmm. and it says in the hype sticker, oh no, another Def Leppard single. Oh, funny. Because it was like the seventh single off Hysteria. But I, yeah, I love Dan Reed Network. Love them. So that was that. That's all I got out of the bargain bin. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I found this yeah, one. And then Bobby found this one. She found me White Lion's Big Game. And I love White Lion. 
He does. I ain't, uh, I ain't gonna lie. I love White Lion. Love me some White Lion. That's why the only reason why I was like, hey, do you have this one? <laughs> and I was like, how much is it? And she was like, ten bucks. And I was like, yes, get, grab, yes, hold. <laughs> then I was like, is it a record club release? I like when I, I, I get excited when I find stuff for you because like, you know, you, you know so much more in regards to like, you know, music. And so when I find something, I, I'll hold up and you'll be like, you know, you'll do the no head shake. Yeah. And you'll be like, mm, no, no. Or you're like, how much? And then I'll tell you. And you'll be like, no, not for that. And then when I find something, you're like, his eyes get all big and you're like, yes. And sometimes <laughs> if I'm, if I'm flipping and find something I like, I'll go. <gasps> Yeah, he, yeah, he does. He does like a scream. <laughs> One of your daughters makes fun of me when she when she's with us. Yeah. Well, you know, really, in reality, my girls will make fun of both of us yeah. for anything. <laughs> but White Line, Big Game, came out in 89. It is a record club release. Yeah. But it's in really good oh, shape. It's great shape. I, haven't, I used to have a sealed copy of it. I got for like $2. Isn't this the one that the vinyl is so pristine? The, oh my God, the vinyl in this yeah. one. I can't believe it's from 1989. I mean, it's there's just, a little bit of... There's one, there's a little wear on it, but... I, I mean, the inner sleeve has a couple, has a minor split. Yeah. But... But other than that, the, the vinyl, vinyl is, is just... Great. Unbelievable. They must have never listened to this thing. That or, I don't know, does he clean his albums? I don't, I don't know. know. That is a beautiful but piece of vinyl. Yeah, it's in, it's in great shape. Um, so that was exciting to find that and, and how, you know, sometimes you'll find things that the covers will look, be in great condition and then the you pull out the, garbage. the records and you're like, oh God. And then it, yeah. it leads you to wondering, why do people do this to yeah. their albums? But this is a great one. I, Cause I, like I said, I had my, um, the sealed one, which I never opened it, but I sold it because I needed some cash. Yeah. And then I've been trying to replace it, and I haven't been able to find a mm -hmm. decently priced one. They've just been ridiculous anymore. So, but this had um this actually had a couple hits. This had um Little Fighter and their cover of um Golden Rings Radar Love. I love that song. But people are like, I mean, they look kind of dopey on the front. I mean, they're not as glammy as they were on the um, yeah. Pride album. No, uh -uh. It was t toned down. I don't know what. Mike Tramp's like cowboy shirt on the back is, or is it kind of a rockabilly shirt? That's kind of rockabilly. It's got like Very, some yeah. shoes. Yeah, it's got the the. Well, this was what year? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. So okay, it does look like very uh, late seventies. The the point, the colors has that really Eight. sharp points. But lyrically, this album, I mean, it's not all about like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. There's songs in here. Like Little Fighter was about the Rainbow Warrior ship from. That oh my god, drawn a blank. Greenpeace had it was a Greenpeace ship oh. that was sank. Oh yeah. So that's what Little Fighter is about. Huh, that's interesting. And apparently, when they were um, making the video for it, some of the record label told the band to go. No, no one listening to this song cares what it's about. They just want to know how tight Mike's pants are. <laughs> so there's that one. There's a song on here about broken home, about child abuse. And then Cry for Freedom was about apartheid in South Africa. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were really starting to, you know, change it up in 89s. It was a good band. They never really got the credit they deserved because Mike Tramp was so goddamn pretty. Look at him. Yeah. He was a pretty guy. Yeah. And now their bass player plays with Megadeth. So. Does he still have that beautiful hair? He has longer hair and he has like a beard now. And he also played with John Fogarty. Oh. And Zach Wild. Oh. 
you like me some Zach Wild. I know. We'll get the Zach Wild. Uh, I didn't get any Zach Wild this time. And that was a cassette that's on our um, eBay store. I have the mm-hmm. Pride and Glory cassette up. Yeah. You can check out the link at <laughs> bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com. And then our final purchase. Mm-hmm. At, um, you were excited about this one, I too. was excited about this one. You were. Um, Bonham's first album, The Disregard of Timekeeping, for 12 bucks. I was so happy to find this. I mean, I... It's not, I, I like their second album better, um, Mad Hatter, which I don't even, didn't even get a vinyl release in the U.S., I don't think. But this is um, featuring J- drummer Jason Bonham, son mm-hmm. of Led Zeppelin drummer John mm-hmm. Bonham. Yep. And it, it is produced by Bob Ezra and who worked with Kiss, Alice Cooper, and Pink Floyd. Singer Daniel McMaster, who's since passed away. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's like, it's hard rock, classic rock. Um, little, little bit of prog influences here and there with some 1989 production. They, they had the um, singles um, "Wait for You" and that's a good song. "Guilty." Wait, "Wait for You" is a great song. I love that the song. The video is not that great. It's, no. I mean, the video is very 1989. Yeah, very. But, it's, but I love that it's, song. It's a great song. So I had seen one of these on eBay. They had it up in their eBay store for like 15 bucks. Okay. And I kept going, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get mm-hmm. it. Then I went to get it and he changed it to an auction. Oh. And I bid on I kept getting outbid on it. So 12 bucks is a great Yeah, that's price. a great deal. I mean, it's got like a generic white sleeve, which I don't know if it had a printed inner sleeve originally. Yeah. Because it's 89 when, you know, a lot of labels are starting to just really get cheap on their vinyl in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, Europe kept going for a while. There's some really nice European presses. And, but it's got... Some marks on. It. I got to really clean it up, but I'm actually surprised they didn't clean it. But it should be all right once I clean it. But for twelve dollars, I don't mind. I yeah. don't mind at all. Especially if it's one that you know that you have been wanting. Yeah. It's in your. Yeah, there's some good tracks on here though. Yeah. I I mean, I I know. I remember when it came out. They were interviewing Robert Plant, and he was mm-hmm. shit talking it a little bit. <gasps> he said Plant. he was like, J- Jason shouldn't call the band Baldum. He's not Bonham. It's like, shut up, plant. Just let him be Bonham. It's his name. It's a good record. Yeah. But that was that Record was... Exchange in Frederick, Maryland. There's, they have one in Silver Spring we have yet to oh, go yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. One I in Silver Spring. I can't wait to get to that one. Then after that, we kind of got on the road. We got on the road. We wanted to get to Richmond because it's Richmond's three hours um, south of Frederick. Yeah. So we wanted to get there fairly a decent time. Um, and typical of um, Maryland traffic, DC, and DC, DC oh, traffic. God, DC traffic. There was a horrendous um, forty-five minute to an hour delay. To an hour delay on ninety-five. And it was 110 out. Oh, it was so ungodly <laughs> so hot on Friday. Hot. Um, it wasn't. The, it wasn't that bad earlier in the day, but it, it got hot fast. Yeah, and I remember as we were driving, because like I said it's a three-hour drive. We were driving it, and I saw people that didn't have air conditioners, and uh, I was just like, "Oh my god, I could not do that. I, 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 I would be no good. I would be no good. I'd be crying. I always say when I get hot, I'm not a happy person." No. I don't like to be hot. I don't like to be miserable. Um, 
a lot of my friends know this about me. Um, I have a one good friend of mine that moved to Florida from Maryland. Ugh. And he's always like, okay, Bobby, you cannot come and visit me from this, <laughs> this, this point of the year to this point of the year. I have yet to make it down there. Jay, I swear I'm going to come yeah. down and see you because um, he's also um, a vinyl hunter. So I think we would have a lot of fun. But so our so we got to Richmond. We got to Richmond and finally. We, we saw what time it was. We had like and it, it was a bunch an of hour. Yeah, was a bunch everything of closed. Yeah, it was a bunch of shops we had on our list we wanted to go to, and so we were closest to Plan Nine Music. Plan Nine, which was the they, one on the top had, of our list. Their hours were a little longer mm-hmm. than other people, so we went in there. It's a n- nice size. It's a big store. Big store. Really spacious. It is, which is nice. Yeah. So you're uh, not, you don't feel like you're on top of each other with yeah. other other people, which is great. So you know, we went through. Um, mm-hmm. I they, I looked at all the discount CDs underneath. Yeah, that's where Vince goes to where all the discounts ones are. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were looking, and I did look at some. I started at forty five because he had a lot of. Uh, well, not all forty fives. I'm sorry. I started at not the forty fives. The um, used section yeah um, which the used section is mixed in it's all set up alphabetically yeah it's mixed in genre it's mixed in with the new yeah which is mixed in with the new but he does have you know there'll be a space between two dividers it'll say like the used letter b it would say like rock m yeah so i i started in there just to see flipping through the used stuff um automatically to see what i could find and then he had a discount vinyl section which was a lot of it was new vinyl, yeah. some used vinyl. Um, and you, and they were thirty percent off. Yeah, and so. you found enough's enough in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. At first, I was super excited, mm-hmm. and then you told me it was Diamond Boy. Yeah. Then I got unexcited because <laughs> I love Enough's Enough, but I don't like Diamond Boy. Oh, okay. I don't like the album, and it was like thirty bucks and thirty percent off, and I was like, still twenty bucks. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not paying twenty. If it had been like ten or fifteen, I might have bought it. There's no way I was paying, still paying twenty some dollars for it. Yeah, but you did find some stuff in the thirty percent off I, bin. I did find. I found two things from the thirty percent off bin um, that I was excited about. Um, the first one was Shatter is a band called Shatterbox. Um, they were. I'll just read off the little the hype sticker here. Yeah. They were a rare Seattle punk rock and roll band. Um, so this was an official reissue. Um, but this was from 1981 is when the original came out. So I kind of got excited because, you know, most of the Seattle scene, I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, don't don't hate me, front people. I know Oof. there's a lot of people that love that Seattle scene out there, um, especially, you know, during the grunge era. Like, um, But this one, when it said it was a rare Seattle punk um, rock and roll band, I got excited because you just don't see... Seattle and punk in the same sentence a lot. Not very often, though. So I was really excited. And just the way their outfit is on the front, I was just like, oh, yeah, I got to check this out. It it seems like a lot of, I mean, we could be completely wrong, but it seems like a lot of bands from that, from Seattle, that early 80s punk, didn't Mm -hmm. get a lot of stuff recorded or released. Right. Beyond the area. Yeah, exactly. Like Duff McKagan had that, he had a early on punk band that finally, in 2021, got their material from like 83 released. Mm -hmm. So this is a really cool um, album, nice thick vinyl. Um, inside it came with the. Um, so you got it, insert. Okay. Yeah, cool insert that has some photos um, and um, 
little bio. Yeah, a little bio about them and things, so which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think all of their stuff was ever fully released, um, like on an album. I think it was a lot of 45s. Okay. That, um, and this one, they said, was recorded in 1980 at the Death Camp in Seattle, Washington, which I'm not positive what the Death Camp is, but I guess it's a place where people played. Oh, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the um, it, the liner, and so they enjoyed bills of punk bands like Napalm Beach and more popular oriented groups like the Heats. Well, if we like this, now we have two more bands we have to research. Yeah, yeah. And this was done on um, Dig Records, which is out of um, Leesburg, Virginia. So, um, oh, wow, well, this was with, recorded in 1980. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's in really great. Nice condition, heavyweight nice vinyl. heavy heavyweight vinyl. Um, it, what's also cool in this liner note, it has a, um, like a, re, um, the cover of the original forty five sleeve, yeah. and then like a picture of the. They had a girl in the band, or is she just in the picture? I think she's just in the picture. Oh, yeah, okay. She's just in the picture. I was about to say, I was like. Yeah, but so I'm excited for this one. I have not listened to it yet or anything. Um, I, I I did list you know before I purchased it to make sure that it wasn't horrendous yeah. i just i did pull up a little bit just to yeah. listen to a little bit while i was at the store and i was like all right definitely has a you know the punk feel especially from the 80s it has that certain uh punk style but it's it's a really cool album with the the hype stickers and everything and it, it was i think i paid um seven or nine nine dollars for this so i'm like nine dollars for a punk band from seattle so i'm i was like i'll i'll pay I'll pay for it. If I'm, if I'm reading this right, they did have two lineups. They did have a girl singer at oh. one point. See? This is little they I were, know. They were a five-piece with a girl singer and then went to a four-piece, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's all that's on this cover is the four-piece. The four but on the inside, it does have a picture of yeah. a, a girl. So I thought she looked like she was a fan. but and Apparently, the, the guitarist Richard Pleasant is still active in music in Tennessee. Mm. So that's awesome. It is awesome. So check that out oh, if you want to look at oh, this look is it up, really interesting. Two of the guys they had um, started pursuing rock and roll in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and they went to San Francisco, San Francisco, and formed the Home Wreckers. And then it's funny because like the band Metal Church, yeah, the um, main dude in that band. Oh my God, I'm trying to put blank on his name. Kurt Vanderhoof. Okay, he was from San. He went down the the Bay Area. In the early 80s with his punk band. Okay. And they had released, I think, just one 45 with him before he left and went back to Seattle and formed Metal Church. Which is interesting because that time in, in the Bay Area, which you got a lot of, like, the garage band music style yeah. and some of, like, the surfer style. But a lot of, I mean, there was a pretty good scene down there for music. Um, I'm always surprised when, like, guys start off, met, uh, start off punk and go metal. It's always weird to me. But this looks like a really nice release. Though. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to, to listen to that one and check it out. So that was Shatterbox. The next album that I found... Yes. I'm excited about. Um, this one was called... The the band's called The Trash Bags. Okay. Um, it's very Cramp-esque looking okay. on the front. I think that's what caught my eyes at first. They, um, they have very... Um, it's, it looks very Cramps-like. And yeah. And they have very Cramps-like song titles. Yes, um, even the writing of tra- the trash bags um, has that just kind of style, but it's just all you see on the cover is a girl in black patent leather heels um, with fishnets on with a rope, very bondage style on her one of her legs. 
So now this band, which caught my eye about it, um, it was produced um, by Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah. So which, oh, so that know. got me. Oh, so, and oh I'm sorry, you, I'm getting ahead. I'm, just, I'm looking so, at the yeah. record. And when you open it up. It's a really uh, nice gatefold. Really nice gatefold. You have some. They very, are very cramps looking. Very cramps <laughs> oh looking. Oh my goodness. So they're from the New York area. Um, a lot of leather, patent leather um, on their on their bodies. Sideburns. Sideburns. A nice little, you know, Glenn Danzig little. An almost sweep. double lock. <laughs> almost double lock. And then, you know, the skull and crossbones tattoo. With, yeah, like so he's got the... Um, the iron iron cross neck chain necklace necklace. yeah so um all of it looks just really great um they the lead singer here which is um oh gosh it's chuck i had had to pull it up um ah did i lose it um chuck bones (laughs) yeah um he was also the um founder of the clothing store in New York. Um, oh gosh, did I lose it? Sorry, I, can't, I don't have a great memory. With I'm going to let you pull it out of the sleeve because it's in there super tight and I don't want to rip your sleeve. So the clothing company or the clothing store, which was called the um, the Cast. So that was right in New York City. So he's, they're all really cool. The sleeve, when you pull it out, it's great. It looks like a super large Polaroid. Polaroid. <laughs> it even kind of has the feeling a little bit. Now, the only thing bad about that, it's really tight to pull that I know. I started pulling out. out. Now I'm afraid to. I was so afraid that I was going to rip it. I'm going to leave it in there. I'm yeah, I was so there. afraid to, I was going to rip it. Uh, but yeah, so Chuck Bones. I think once you get it out, you should put it in another sleeve and then I, put it I, back in. I agree. Um, so yeah, he's the founder of The Cast, which is a clothing line and shop on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Um, he's so, it's a really nice looking release. Oh, this is a great, so I went on to Chuck Bones's, um, this article that was by ponyboymagazine.com and it says that, um, okay, so upon first glance of Chuck, the lead singer, he resembles a Warren Beatty meets Stiv Bader's combination. Oh my God, yeah. So that's probably, that's I, a really a great one. I definitely um, see that. It says, on stage, Chuck's explosive dynamic energy makes us think of legendary cramps frontman Lux Interior minus the stilettos. So, yeah. So it's very cool. It's just the whole, the album itself is just super neat, super neat uh, yeah. vinyl. Um, it's the only album by them. Now, this one is a fairly new band. So they this was recorded in 2019. Okay. So fairly new band. Um, you know what's great about all this stuff? But it's just stuff awesome. You, you know what's great about all the stuff you bought so far? What's that? Is that a lot of it you haven't, you've never heard before. Yeah. You just, it's just, you just went for it. I went for it just upon the, the aesthetic, the aesthetic, and <laughs> to upon the um, you know so, some of the names we, that I knew. We have, when we look for music, we have very different... Um, methods yeah like she usually goes oh that looks like something i like yeah <laughs> and i look for names that ring a bell somewhere in my brain yeah and i'll go wait a second i think i know this band i think this dude in the band played this guy in this other band i like and i'll go open up look in the credits I'm like uh-huh yeah well i mean i guess in some regards yes but also on the other end of it I'm not going to go and buy maybe a band called the Trash Bags from the middle of Wyoming or something. I would be like, well, that's, I don't know. 
But then when I see that they're New York City, and then I see like their design, then I see who produced so, them. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. So what do you say about the middle of the country? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they <laughs> produce, but I just don't I know. know you, I don't I know, know music yeah. in that area, yeah, so I'm just saying. saying. But um, yeah, I mean, I do kind of try to go. And like I said, I did want to really concentrate on trying to find things that I didn't I, know. You know what? I want to give a mention to a band from the Midwest in the 90s. Okay. They were called Paul, P-A-W. Okay. They had two albums out on A&M Records. They had um, Dragline and Death the Traitors. Okay. Really good band. They were like kind of grungy, but they, uh-huh. were, they were a little more tuneful. Okay. They were, they were so good. I think they still play shows on occasional, mm-hmm. occasional, on occasion. Okay. And their singer just joined this band called Primitive Race. Oh. And their previous singer was the original singer from Faith and More, Chuck Mosley, before he died. Wow, okay. Let me throw out some more names. Yeah, right? Really? You want some more names? No, uh, no I mean, okay. <laughs> if you did not um, listen to our first episode and you just came upon lo- listening You're to like, us on our well, second. You're like, you guys know it all. Um, no, well, no. I was going to say that we do name drop a lot just because um, I think what you'll come to realize is that the music industry, they're also intertwined. Yeah, as we were saying last night, in, inbred. Inbred, which was, I was like, I don't want to say that. That's not what I mean. I just mean they're so intertwined. Now, we and, made a joke last time that you should do, because um, we were inspired by Chips Enough. Yeah. Because uh, when he's on stage, he name drops. He does. Constant. Drops it's hilarious. So we were calling it the Chips Enough drinking game, that you take a shot anytime you you name hear, drop someone. Yeah, you hear a name drop. So, so if you're, so feel free to do that through this yeah. episode too. It's always, it, you know, it could yeah. be could be fun for you. But we do, you know, we do mention a lot of things because I think that's important as well as understanding maybe who, if you're if you're a person that likes a specific type of music or a specific uh, musician, then if we say, oh hey, this this band, you know, this is who produced them or this is. Uh, you know who they know maybe they'll be like oh well, I'm going to check them out because mm-hmm. and then you have the likelihood of liking them as well so yeah. hopefully that'll hopefully all of our episodes either inspire you to listen to um, new music for you might not be necessarily new music in the music yeah, world but I, we go like, we don't, we like I think tw- I think Trash Bag is probably the newest band we've yeah, talked that's, about yeah, so far yeah that is true so but you know we hope that you know it just inspires you to like you know listen to different music mm-hmm. that you might not typically um do and i just hope that you can understand how much we just we really love music yeah. and that's that's what we want to convey through our through our episodes is just you know much to the dismay of some people we know correct They're like what are you doing record hunting this weekend We're like yeah 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 pretty much yeah where are you going virginia it's, you know, and I've said this to you. I was like, I find it very meditative. I, it I do. Is. It's, you know, just flipping through the records, looking. It, it, it's really and, great when you're doing that and the shop is playing good music. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they don't play good music. No, gosh, no. Oh. We'll, we'll wait till yeah, we get to that. Okay, That's we'll day two. <laughs> so that was that was Bobby's um, finds in um, Plan Crazy. 9. Yeah. Um, so, oh. Oh, I'm getting ahead. Anyway, so I went through, like I said, I went through all the CD boxes underneath. I'll get that in a second. And I went through the cheap vinyl bins. And the only thing I found there I got was a Julian Cope, Eve's Volcano, Covered in Sin, 12-inch, UK. I'm not, like, much like, um, as that camera, I'm not a big Julian Cope fan. Uh-huh. But I got this because I've never seen it before. Because okay. usually I see the same Julian Cope records everywhere we okay. go. It's like, yeah, I get it. The same one. So this is a different one. It's got like a remix 
of the Eve's Volcano and then two other tracks. It's imp- I mean, the cover has a little bit of wear on the edges, right. but the vinyl's in good shape. And, and how much was this one? A dollar. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. wow, that's great. Yeah, so for a dollar, I was like, yeah, I'll get a different one. Just oh, yeah, for a dollar, that's in great shape. From 1987. I mean, I've seen things, you know, yeah. were uh, higher priced and way worse shape. Yeah, we saw, some, we saw some doozies this weekend. We sure did. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just nice to see a different Julian Cope record. So I got it for a dollar. That's all I got on vinyl there. Yeah. So, from the bins. From the bins. Get your tight leather pants on and your hairspray. Ooh. Actually, I didn't get that many hair metal. Um, <laughs> I got a couple. <laughs> um, so, the first one here is Guy Man Dude, Sleight of Hand. Oh. What was it? 1989, MCA Records. He was one of those um, instrumental guitar wanky dudes. Lots wanky. of... Oh. Kind of stuff. Oh. I'm sorry, how was that again? Oh, Gene Simmons called it a bunch of angry bees. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, I love it. But, I mean, he had a good sense of melody. I don't know what he... After he did this album for MCA, he got dropped. He did it, like, in the early 90s, like, 92 or 93. He did, like, a self-released one. Okay. I don't know what happened to this dude. But, I mean, he even though he has a lot of wanking stuff in there, he did have a good sense of melody. And at the same time he was doing this, he played... A, on some of Alice Cooper's trash album. Oh, okay. And the soundtrack to Wes Craven's Shocker. Oh, interesting. Okay. And this album does feature guest appearances by Alice. On one song, he, um, I forget what track it is. He just goes, one, two, three. Oh, well, that was nice. Alice can count to three. Yeah. And then another song has Kevin DeBro of um, Quiet Riot just doing some screams, oh, doing some metal screams. funny. And it, there was a single release in this. I remember Headbangers Ball played it, but I can't remember which song it was. Oh, Headbangers Ball. For I all might you have... youngins, you might not know what Headbangers yeah. Ball is. Just Google uh, it. Because we'll, we'll be here for another five yeah. hours. I, I looked forward to it whenever I was yeah. at my mom's house who had cable, so I was always really excited. I think Paint it, his cover of Paint It Black might have been the single. Hmm. I think. I, I don't know. It's, it's 32 years ago. I can't remember everything. But, you know, as far as those kind of albums go, it's an okay one, you know? Mm-hmm. I used to have it on vinyl. I found it a few years ago on vinyl for five bucks, and I sold it. Now, is this for your um, private I don't collection? Know. I don't know yet. I'm okay. going to have to listen to it. Because I saw it, and all these ones I got on a table ended up being 50 cents each. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, you know, I saw it, and I was like, I know him. I used to have this. Okay. I don't cassette when it first came out. And I was like, I'll revisit it, and... If I hate it, I'll just sell it. You know? you know, another difference between us as well is the stuff I buy tends to go in my personal collection. The stuff you buy, some of it goes in your personal. I, I try to, I try to um, do a good ratio of keep to sell. You do, and that's and really great. But I, I'm not there. I'm just like everything's. You did buy. You did buy one thing to sell this weekend. I did. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. That was in day but, two. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, everything is. Well, it's because a lot of times I feel guilt over buying stuff, <laughs> so I buy stuff to sell to make money to cover what I spent right, on right. the stuff I kept. Well, that's what, that's good. So I need, and then sometimes I need, I need to do that because yeah. right now our mine's just all outgoing. Yeah. Money, not. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you you find something you think's gonna be good, and it turns out being a turd so and you don't want to keep it yeah i mean i've kept i have some stuff in my collection i'm kind of iffy about but oh, if i saw i might regret it so so that was some kind of stuff so the next one 
is last in line, La Escrito Del Morto. I don't know. I butchered that. But it's not the same last in line featuring Vivian Campbell and the dudes from the original Dio band. Okay. This is a punk band from, it was recorded between 98 and 2000. I've never heard of them, but like I said, it was on the cheap bin, and the cover is awesome. And the cover is awesome. It's a drawing of like a tombstone, and has like a zombie behind it with a hatchet in his head. Mm-hmm. So, because it has um, some Spanish, is it a... I, with their names like Mikey, Joe, Josh, DJ, and oh, Aaron? I, no. 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 They're from Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, I do see that. Dracut, Mass. Yeah, and they covered a Gigi Allen song on here. Yeah. But apparently it's a compilation. The first 13 tracks are from their first album. Okay. The next six are from their uh, Crosswalk EP. Then the next two are previously unreleased. The next few are from a demo they did. You can tell what era this is because it's like, you know, you see 98, 2000. Because oh, the guy, Mikey... He has... Um, Let me look at Mikey. Mikey has two swallows tattooed on his chest, and that was a very popular style of yeah. tattooing back when everybody got swallows. But I'm, I'm looking at some of the lyrics. And for the song Crimson Screens, uh-huh. he, they mentioned George Romero, Lucio Fulci, and Dario Argento. Wow. It says, Romero, back in 68, give the man an Oscar, an all-time great. Fulci, zombies extreme. When they rip out your throat, no one hears you scream. Argento, thanking man's gore. Timeless classics... I always want more. Oh, it keeps going on. Wow. Hold on, I'm not done. Oh. Raimi, the Book of the Dead. Zombie, zombies possessed. They'll tear, tear off your head. And I look to the crap called horror today. Teen watered down comedies to my dismay. Screaming at sequels and endless bore. Just another vehicle for a Hollywood whore. Blair Witch Project, pile of shit. <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust, should have been a hit. Now it's high production values, gore factor low. Where did all the creativity go? Huh. So, you know, I'm, I wonder what his stances are on modern horror. I don't horror. think he likes modern horror. <laughs> and I see a lot of F-bombs in here. Wow. More than I dropped in this episode, so... I'm looking forward to listening to this. Since, yeah, it should be pretty interesting. Since they're, um, It's 25 songs, so I mean, I, I, I can and see... And it's probably like 31 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> all the songs, they're, they're very um, Misfit-esque, and meaning that they are all like one minute, two minutes long. Yeah. So even though this is a 25-song album, each song is the most... The longest song on here is only 2 minutes and 20 seconds. And inside the booklet has pictures from the EPs. And the, and the demo, they used um, artwork from Dawn, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. So, so anyway, so that's really That should cool. be good. I'm really For 50 cents, that's... 50 I mean, cents. It's always good to get to know that. So, yeah, it's, that's, the, that's the fun of digging in the bargain bins. Mm-hmm. Is finding something, and you go, that looks like it might be cool, and then when it turns out to be cool, it's awesome, and if it turns out to be shit, you go, well, it's only fifty cents. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I don't know. It looked like their heart were in the right place. So, so after that, I got a um, promotional copy, well, promotional CDR mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the best of Joy Division. Mm. Which I have the the you know, the retail release, but I was like fifty cents. I have to, I'll take this promo. I mean, it does have a booklet, so I don't know if it was supposed to have had one. But in the back, it's got the street date, the songs, and all the different people to contact for marketing and media relations and radio. and. For, you know, I love Joy Division. It's Who doesn't? 
I know. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Um, so to find anything that's with that name on it for 50 cents yeah. is like, okay, take it because, you know, I, this is why I do not own any Joy Division. Well, you have that big, Warsaw record. I do have Warsaw, but I meant Joy Division. You don't have any Joy Division? I don't think I have any. I mean, I have CDs of Joy Division, but yeah, I don't I've have any. No, you, know, you have the Level Terrace uh, Part 7 inch. I, I do. I was getting ready to say uh, the, tw- I don't have any large, I don't have okay. any any large vinyls. I don't have any either. <laughs> large vinyls. I mean, I just, all my Joy Division's on CD too. And... But most of it's so expensive if you were to find any oh, originals would be I mean, the, astronomical. Even like the late 80s pressings yeah. are like outside of our price range. Yeah. Um, so I, I usually shed a tear on them, but yeah. that's for 50 cents. You're like, yeah, yeah I'll grab it. Like, even though I said I have the retail version, I'll, yeah. I will probably end up keeping this because how often are you going to find a Joy Division yeah, promo? Right? For so, 50 cents, so. Just period. Yeah. So I'll probably just keep that in the collection. Um, I, if it's not going in your collection, it's going in. Well, they're all going to be the same collection. Exactly. But I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's not going anywhere. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's not going anywhere. Okay. So the next CD I got is the self-titled album from Damn the Machine. Mm-hmm. They were a metal band from, I think it was 92. Mm. Yep. No, 93. Okay. And they their guitar player was Chris Poland, who had played with Megadeth for a few okay. years. Um, I used to have this on cassette when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I can't remember which the single was off of this. I can't remember if it was Lo- Lonesome God or... Or the mission, I can't. It was one of those two, but I remember. You know, it's um, it's very technical, like because he was a very technical guitar player. Okay. But it had a lot more um, melody than Megadeth. Okay. I remember that, but I haven't heard this in years, so it was really cool. Now I'm cover the end machine. It's like a, it's like a desert with a bunch of cigarette butts. Mm-hmm. And I don't get the it's artwork. Like, it looks like an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I remember this when it came out, so I was saw it on there. I was just really looking forward to hearing it again. And if it's still good, it's in the collection. If not, it's in the web store. Just keep a lookout on our eBay store. Yeah, I, we put stuff up every week. So you know, bittersweet and twisted records dot com. Yeah. I just put up. I'm middle now of putting up a cassette collection. Mm-hmm. Put up a whole bunch last week. I've sold a whole bunch of them already. Yeah. And I still Thank have, you to the buyers. Yeah, and I still have a couple dozen left to go. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get those up this week before I move on to some CDs. And I know it's been a while since we put some vinyl up. I've got to get to that too. Because mm-hmm. we've had a lot we've been sifting through. Yeah. The last couple of weeks we had a lot of, well, quite honestly, junk titles we mm-hmm. had to get rid of and pull out the good stuff. So vinyl will be coming back to the store. I mean, there's still a, a bunch listed right now. And it's all really affordably priced, free shipping in the U.S. So you should check that out. But we're not at the part where we're doing the plugs right now. So you still have a lot more than I you still purchased. Have, I still have a lot more fifty cents. I mean, I guess for that price you can't. Yeah, I spent yeah. seven dollars in there. Yeah, <laughs> and that's pretty great. So I got my two records. Yeah, I think you spent what seventeen bucks. Seven, I think it was about seventeen bucks you spent. Yeah. And then, okay, the next CD here is the self-titled second album from Lynch Mob, which was um, George Lynch from Dokken and Mick yeah. Brown from Dokken. And this was the second album. This had um, Robert Mason as the singer, who is currently the singer for Warrant. I'm not a huge Lynch Mob fan. Um, this, I mean, I remember having this cassette when it came out in 92. It's pretty good. I know the Japanese release had a bonus track that was really good. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I'm looking forward to revisiting this. It's been almost 30 years. Maybe I'll have a... Yeah, I mean, I definitely remember Lynch Mob when they... Um, but I couldn't tell you yeah. what song yeah. it was. But, but I, um, here. I think I have the first on Wicked Sensation in, our, in the closet. I got it in one of the boxes. It's going to eventually end up in the store. Hmm. If it's not up already. So I want to listen to this again. And last year, George Lynch officially retired the Lynch Mob name. Because he figured it was um, culturally insensitive. Oh, okay. And he said he was tired of um, years. He was finding ways to justify using it. Okay. And so he just finally just gave it up, and he's just George Lynch now. Okay. So I'm looking forward to revisiting that. And the next one, you're going to find a theme here of what year. It's always a bunch of early 90s stuff. This is a band called The Size, S-I-G-H-S. Their album, What Goes On. Mm-hmm. This was from 92. It was produced by Ed Stasium, who worked with the Ramones and Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this when it came out. I remember the one song, Think About Soul. I don't know how to describe their music. It was like... <laughs> That's they're not, ask you. They're not heavy. They're mm-hmm. not... But they're not like power pop. They're kind of like... I guess I'd say like a harder Gin Blossoms. Okay. Because they had a lot of melody. Okay. But they were more rock and less pop than them. But I remember having this cassette when it came out, and I liked it. But again, I haven't heard it in long time. Long time, so I wanted to check it out again. Um, next one is Real Life Lifetime from 1990. And they're best known for Send Me an Angel. Okay. Send me an angel. Mm, don't, don't sing too much. Yeah, no, you don't want that. But. No, no, not because of your voice, because we don't have to pay. Oh, for true. singing the lyrics. Yeah, but this came out in 1990. I used to have this on cassette. I mean, it's all right. You know, it's not exactly my wheel bag. And some of it was produced by Steve Hillage. You may know, some of you people know who he is. And I mean, for that song, for knowing that of... song, that the cover of the CD, if you were to look at it, you're like, that's who wrote, sang that? Yeah. Doesn't Doesn't seem like it fits. Now, I I used to remember the song God Tonight. It's the first one on here. It's more, it's it's dancey, but it's like hard dancey. I don't know how to describe it. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll probably listen to it again. I don't know if my opinion's going to change, but. So next up is the Risky Business soundtrack. Okay. Let's see. What pressing is this? Is this German or UK? Oh, yeah. Good old young Tom. Yeah. When everyone liked Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the UK pressing. But I got it because it has one, two, three, five Tangerine Dream um, tracks on it. And it's, I thought Tangerine Dream were really great from the 70s up to like the mid 80s. Uh-huh. Then they got a little too new agey for me. But it's got some great Tangerine Dream stuff on it. But. Of course, it has Bob Seger, old time rock and roll. Um, uh, I would hope so. Because we all remember that that scene. Tom and his tidy whiteies. Oh, his tidy whiteies. I don't think he was a Scientologist yet. No, well, like I said, this is when everyone liked Tom. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else is on it? Scene. Muddy Waters. Yeah, that's a Jeff ugh. Beck. There you go. Prince, Journey, and Phil Collins. Oh, what Prince song was on there? DMSR. Hmm. I'm sure that's something dirty. Yeah. Uh, D probably stands for dick. Oh. 
I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I used to have a copy of this before. It's a pretty good soundtrack, especially for the uh, Tangerine stuff, Dream stuff. And I, you know what? Phil Collins in the Air Tonight's a great song. What year really, was this? This movie? Yeah, it was 80s. 84. Wasn't it? Yeah, okay. And the like, CD I, came out in 85. I was young, so I'm like, I do remember it. Mm. And. I was seven. Oh, in Air Tonight, you know, helped popularize the um, 808 drum machine. Okay. There's that. We're getting there. I know this is going to be a, like a five-hour episode. <laughs> and you know what? I don't care. <laughs> Next one I got is um, Joey Tafola, Out of the Sun, on Shrapnel Records, 1987. More instrumental guitar stuff. I That's all I got to say about it. <coughs> I don't really know. Okay, yeah, I nothing of this sounds anything I know that. Let's see. Paul Gilbert, guitar player for Mr. Big, plays on a couple tracks. Okay. And guitarist Tony McAlpine plays keyboards on it. So, I mean, if you're a fan of him or anything, the guitar stuff released on Strapnel Records, this will be on our store eventually. Unless it, I listen to it and it blows me away, which it probably won't. <laughs> um, that's not ta- that's not bad mouth the music. It just, yeah, it's it's just, not my bag. Right. What is my bag is... Leatherwolf Street Ready. Ready. Whoa. This is from 1989. They um. Look at all that hair. That's a lot spray. of hair. That these guys. In their hair. These guys were great. Um. I bet you if you held a flame near their head, it would it would burn. Probably. But wow. they were um known because they had two guitar players and their singer play guitar for their they called it the Triple Axe Attack. Whoa. And that used to be their website. Mmm. Nice. But the um. They got some MTV airplay off the song um, Hide Away from this. I mean, this has been reissued since of bonus tracks, but and I bought the vinyl a couple months ago, but for 50 cents, I wanted the CD again. I really, it's, it's you know, it's like, um, even though they have big hair, it's not like hair metal. It's, it's a cross between like, like, um, the heaviness of like Dio, but, okay. but with like a more, um, commercial melody and song structure okay they were, they were catchy songs but heavy and then like they broke up and then they reformed with a different singer and recorded an album in the early 2000s and the singer came back and they re-recorded that album with the singer mm-hmm. then he left again a couple years mm-hmm. ago now they have another dude who sounds pretty good but the singer now the other the original singer Michael Oliveri he now plays rhythm guitar and keyboards in Jack Russell's Great White cool so I think it's kind of a step down from being the main, the focal point of a man to being a side dude, but whatever pays the bills, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess that's good. I mean, I guess keeping at least he's humble. working. Yeah, at least he's, he I still mean, does. He has his solo stuff too. Right. So. so there you Paycheck's go. Paycheck's a paycheck. So I'm down to two more CDs. I don't know why okay. I'm showing them to the microphone like it's a camera. Nice. I'm your audience for right now. Look, <laughs> like your visual audience. See? Oh, that's nice. Two CDs left. Oh, I see hype sticker on the one. Yep. So this one is Gordian Knot. When I saw it in there, I was like, wait a second. I was like, I know that name. I know that name. So I had to open up, look at the booklet. And it's because two members, Sean Malone and Sean Reinhardt, were also members of Cynic, who were an offshoot of the um, death metal band uh, Death. So the first, originally Cynic had very technical, proggy, but like death metal vocals okay. here and there. Interesting. And they, over the years, they phased out the death metal part. And I think this last few albums just been amazing. 
very um um ambient metal and i don't know how to describe it it's just it's very mood it's very it's heavy but it's like mellow it's weird mm-hmm. it's really hard to describe but they have a record coming out hopefully later this year early next year i can't wait and so when i saw this i was like oh yeah i was like i will get this i don't know what's going to sound like but what year did this come out i don't even see a year on it but yeah it's got two guys from cynic it's going to be good no doubt about it. I'll have to check it out. Check, check, check it out. So, yeah, if you've never heard of Cynic, um, check out their album, um, Carbon, oh, what's it, Carbon Based? Is it Carbon Based Anatomy? I think it was the EP. And then they had an album, um, Traced in Air, which they did a remix album called Retraced in Air, just as good. Like Nair, like... Just go check it out. Nairing your legs. And we are finally coming to the end. Oh, oh we didn't even get to talk about Guar Bar. No, but that's okay. This okay. Is, this is just the first day of our music. Well, about, let's focus on the the um, record hunting trip. Yes. No, we went to Guar Bar. They had Guar stuff in there, Guar themed. Food was good. Drinks were good. Yeah. It's really small. That's all I need to say about Guar Bar. There you go. And if you don't know who the band Guar is, please go check them out. Yeah. Love them. So why are you listening to this if you don't know who yeah. Guar are? Well. So the last item discussed on day one mm-hmm. is dirty rigs rock did it Ooh, rock did it this came out in 2006 this is a pro- promotional copy and it just it just rock it's only it's just hard rock you had Corey clark the singer from warrior soul was in it um i don't know who else was in this but the thing is about how do you keep all this information in your head i don't know Corey clark i love warrior soul so he was involved with this i'm like works for me oh the cd has a Buck mounting the doe. Yep. Wow. And his huge... Dingling. His, his huge deer penis. I mean, wow. it's just an outline drawing, but it's still hilarious. But yeah, this is just... I mean, I don't know who any of the other guys in the band are. Buckshot and Chaz and Dave Ardo, Lena. I don't know you guys, but... If you're in a band of Corey Clark, you're probably pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's a promotional copy. It's got the... Um, Bonus DVD. I've never... I don't think I heard Dirty Rig. You know, it all looks very American. It's got an American flag. American flag. But it's funny but how... got the hunting on it. it looks it, all... <laughs> it's weird that Corey does this because like, when he's with Warrior Soul, he's very... There's like three types of um, Warrior Soul songs. Yeah. There's um, Fuck the Government, oh. Fuck You, and Let's Get Fucked Up. That's pretty much their three genres of yeah. <laughs> that they cover in Warrior That's Soul albums. So this one looks different. So that is the end of day one. Day one is done. Day and one it's... is done. And it was an endurance for you. It was. Not just us, but the listener. Yep, thank you. Brings us to the end of Record Road Trip Part One. Part One. We've decided um, <laughs> to make it into two episodes. Yes. Because we don't want to make a ten-hour podcast. 
No, I don't think he would appreciate it. But, you know, you can you know, listen to part one and then, of course, you know, come back and listen, listen to part, part two. two at another time. And you know? before you listen to part two, make sure you subscribe, yes. like, mm-hmm. follow, follow, share, whatever it is you do on your given platform where you're listening to us. The show, you like us, you love us, you follow Please, us. You wanna, we love you. You want to listen to more episodes. You want to yes. share it with everyone you know. And, you know, even we might not be your complete cup of tea. I get it. We're not, you know, I like to think we would be, but we may not be. But if you share it, we may be someone else's. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Everyone's fun is different. That's true. Um, So in the meantime, you know, you can head over to bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com. Over there, you'll find the links to all the different platforms where you can check out the podcast. If you've found this on one platform, but you prefer another, it might be listed there. That's true. We have a link to our eBay store. Yes. Where we have records and CDs and cassettes and movies and a dwindling supply of shirts. Because mm-hmm. they've actually been selling. I know. Good. Um, cassettes have been doing really well, so I have more cassettes going up. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff we talk about on the podcast might end up in the store. Might. Some of it might. Um, what else we got? We have a link to our merchandise, which yep. is shirts and... Mm-hmm. onesies and hoodies and cell phone cases and anything you can put our logo on anything so we got that and then link to our uh, spotify playlist mm-hmm. spotify playlist are we have two up right now we have one two that up. correlates with our first episode. episode and then the second one is a standalone punk rock one punk rock 24 punk rock songs that we both that we each did pitch 12 songs yep. that we like yeah um so we'll be doing more playlists mm-hmm you know, each episode of the podcast has a corresponding one. And then, like I said, it, um, standalone mm-hmm. playlists. And we plan on doing more of those so you can mm-hmm. have different genres because we are we're pretty rounded. And we've got links to all of our social media accounts, mm-hmm. except TikTok, because I still don't like TikTok or understand it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got our Instagram or Facebook on there. And we have a Twitter, but I never mm-hmm. post on there. So, Instagram is the one we post on the most. Um, so, yeah, check out all that links. A lot mm-hmm. to check out, a lot to listen to. Um, well, not a lot, but, well, that one, the Spotify playlists are kind of long, so. Yeah. You listen to a lot of music. So, yeah. But take so, us on the road with you. Yeah. That's when I tend to, um, you know, listen to my podcast. Listen to us on your ride to yeah, work. Yeah, and you don't have to listen your to ride it home. all at one time. Split it up. Split it up. I mean, I'm sure you would love to hear us throughout your day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's here throughout their day. So that brings us to end of episode two of Bittersweet and Twisted Records podcast. Yes. Record Road Trip Part One. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening and be sure to head over to your platform of choice and listen to episode three Record Road Trip Part Two. Two. Thank you so much. Bye.